Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, and as we speak, Hembo is being escorted out by security. Our security guard, Danny, get a look at him. Danny is... He is the toughest person I've ever met in my entire life. Danny walks me out to my car every single day. I've made this observation before. I mean, I've seen a lot, I've been around a lot of professional athletes in my life and all sorts of others. I would rather get in a fight with anyone than get in a fight with Danny. And in case you're just wondering, uh, Danny has escorted Hembo out of here because we have decided that he is now poses a threat to all of us because he obviously is. There's just something wrong with him. If you were not with us, I told him I need a funny story. I need a laugh, Bubba, right? I need, like, something funny to kind of make my day uh, because I'm having kind right. of an emotional time and I'm getting fired up about some of the stories in sports and I'm sad about taking my kid to college and all of this. And I say, Hembo. Fairly simple request. We need a funny story. And he tells me a story about a giraffe that dies at 20 months old in a zoo and it just ends. Like, I keep waiting for the funny thing to happen and nothing funny happens at all. And we decided this suggests that Hembo has forfeited the privilege, I think, not just of being on this show, but I think of being around other decent, civilized people. What do you think of that? I mean, it was very disturbing. He's like, yeah, and this giraffe died, and they said he died like a human, and they did an autopsy, and it was funny. <laughs> like, what? There's nothing funny about nothing. that. A 20-month-old giraffe died at a very young age. That's and correct. And they're trying to figure out why at a zoo. That's terrible well like, we have no idea what's on his mind that's and disturbing it, it's, it's disturbing i mean i, I think we've, we can all agree that that was disturbing what's on your mind and uh, that's going to be set aside for our phone calls coming up a little later in this hour i've set aside plenty of time today for your hot takes coming off of week one of the nfl season what's on your mind is brought to you by my computer career training for a better life in the meantime the list the list is what determines who matters in this business Alright, today's green list is my top five big takeaways from the NFL weekend, and I will allow Hembo to return for this. Hembo, I hope you've learned your lesson. I hope you feel su- sufficiently chastened, and I hope that you are ready to move on in a better way. Having said that, here are my big five takeaways. Again, normally I will do these on Mondays, but I wasn't here, and it's actually worth doing because sometimes the Monday night game gets in there. Week one is now officially in the books. Here are my top five observations number five Zach Wilson has a chance to be great I genuinely emerged feeling more good things than bad about the Jets rookie quarterback who was under siege the entire first half of their game against Carolina the other day the offensive line was should have been ashamed of themselves to allow this rookie to be completely dominated the way that he was and you know what he did he hung in there He still made some good throws. He showed you a lot of toughness, and in the second half, I thought he played really well. I emerged very optimistic about my quarterback, my beloved Zach Wilson. I think he has a chance to be great. Number four. Mac Jones is actually 37 years old. I I do – if you – there is no way in hell that guy is 22. I want to take any of you who have ever been like AAU parents or anything like that, like when my kid was playing basketball and, you know – you could only be under a certain age, like 10 and under or something. There's always one kid who's like six feet tall, and some parent on the other team will always ask to see a birth certificate and will say there's no way in the world that guy is, is really only 10 years old. There's no way Mac Jones is 22 years old. Mac Jones is playing advanced-level quarterback in his first NFL game. I, I am so impressed, I don't even know what to say. 
Now, if you listen to the show, you know that during the season and during the build-up to the draft process, I was singing his praises. I told you he graduated from Alabama with with a straight A average, a 4.0 GPA in two and a half years, and has a master's degree. But it's one thing to be intelligent. It's another thing to just have figured this thing out. He is wise beyond his years, his maturity beyond his years. He didn't want the ball from his first touchdown because he figures, oh, there's going to be a lot more than that. So that's my next observation. Don't believe anything anyone tells you. Mac Jones is actually 37 years old. Number three. Uh, Three, the Bears' decision to go with Andy Dalton is even worse than I thought it was, which is to say the Bears were in that game. Andy Dalton is not good. I don't know how many times I need to keep saying this. Andy Dalton has been a below-average NFL quarterback for five years. Justin Fields is your future, and he should be your president. And here's what else I will say. That as I watch that, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mitch Trubisky for this reason. Matt Nagy has this idea. He, he's the one who I think believes in the Mahomes model when Mahomes and that situation and this situation, as I pointed out last week, have nothing to do with each other. He wants to run Kansas City's offense. That's his offense. That's what he wants to run. But that's not the skill set of the players that he's got. So that wasn't Trubisky's skill set. That's why he benched Trubisky for, for uh, Nick Foles the second he could, even though Trubisky's a better player. Trubisky's a better player than Nick Foles. He was the second pick in the draft for a reason. And with a coach who wanted to design an offense that suited him, he might have succeeded. And it, guess what? He still might with a second chance in Buffalo now. In the meantime, you got Justin Fields out there. You want him to hit his back foot and get rid of the ball quickly. That Most rookies don't do that, and Andy Dalton's not doing it effectively anyway. And your offense is generally lousy, and the line is terrible. The decision to go with Dalton is worse than I initially thought. Having watched it, I actually emerged more pessimistic than optimistic. And they got to make this change. They're playing Cincinnati. That's Dalton's old team. I don't know. Is this the Andy Dalton Super Bowl? Is that is that what we're all excited to see here? I, I don't know what. I don't know what. But I have no idea why they're doing that. Greeny's list here with my top five observations. Number two. The Saints are a legitimate threat. And they are genuinely better with Jameis than with Drew Brees. Now, calm down. Obviously, I don't mean that. In totality, I don't mean that over the course of time. But the Drew Brees that was there last year, it was over. It was done. They outplayed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a playoff game at home last year and lost because Brees threw three interceptions. Brees had lost his arm strength. It was over for him physically. It's not an insult. He's one of the greatest players that ever lived, one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived, and a terrific guy. But the end comes for everyone except Tom Brady. And in the case of Brees, it was over. He was not able to stretch the field. Defenses were able to take advantage of his lack of arm strength. They're not doing that to Jameis. Now, Jameis is going to make mistakes. You are going to have to live with picks. He threw an interception in the end zone. They got called back on a ridiculously bad roughing the passer call. And whatever, that ball was tipped. It doesn't matter. The point I'm going to make is Jameis will make some mistakes along the way because players who are as turnover prone as he is never get rid of it entirely. But they're going to be good. That defense is really good. The weapons are good. The coaching is elite. And Jameis is going to play well. The Saints are a legit threat. And that brings us to this. Number one. My number one observation. And I said it in our first hour. If you had to pick an MVP of the league after one game, it's Dak Prescott. 
I know they lost. And Graziano obliterated me or got all upset on TV this morning that my MVP is from in a losing effort. But I tell you what, you're not going to get a whole lot of better performances this entire year than the one Dallas gave you and their quarterback gave you Thursday night on the road. They played Tampa a hell of a lot tougher than most people are going to play them all year long. And when you factor in Prescott coming off the injury and everything else and not being able to throw it in the preseason and playing without the offensive line, you already know what happened. If I had to pick an MVP of the league after one week of the season, my vote would be for Rain Dakota Prescott. And that's my green list. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. The reinstated Hembo is back in our studio. Are you comfortable with all those observations? Anything that you disagree with? No, nothing that I disagree with. But the point that you made about the Saints, I think, is an interesting one. Because of how well that defense played, Jameis Winston's Jameis being so turnover-prone might not affect them nearly as much as it affected his old teams because they might have the bandwidth to withstand some of those short fields, right? And obviously his play sort of doubles Sean Payton's playbook and thus, I think, raises the ceiling of that offense. I, th- I think they're a legit threat. If you look at one week, well, let, let, me, let me pause briefly on that thought, but if you look at one week in the NFC, and Marcus said it on TV with us this morning, the NFC is better than we thought. Like we have referred to them, I, I have referred to them as the JV. And I still think in the big picture, the AFC is better because they have more good young quarterbacks. Basically, every direction you look, you've got an exciting young quarterback in the AFC. In the NFC, I can't believe Green Bay is going to be this bad. I, I, just, I, can't, I can't believe they're going to be bad. They're going to be good. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be good. I have to believe they're going to be good. Tampa's excellent. The Cowboys, through one week, so far, so good. Way better than we thought. Every team in the NFC West is good. Every single one of those teams in the West is good. Who am I forgetting? New Orleans. See what happens with Philly? I I don't know. I'm not giving up on Washington. The NFC is better than we thought. We'll go through a bunch of that as we continue. And then I will explain why the next three weeks will absolutely determine the next three years for the winningest franchise in American sports. That's next on ESPN Radio. The biggest season ever. We need to see Zeke of three years ago. The whispers are out there. The very latest news, analysis, and plenty of opinions. He got paid big money. I think he has to have a big year. And it starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We're about 10 or so minutes away from your calls. We're going to take your hot takes um, and get plenty of them in the show here today. So be ready. I'll tell you when to call. Don't call yet. I don't want you sitting on hold for too long. But we will get you in here in just a couple of minutes and get you through all of it. Meantime, i got to get to the bottom of one more thing before I get back to the football. And I will after this word from TuneIn. You know, as the NFL season gets underway, Make sure you're ready for kickoff with TuneIn, the app that lets you listen to live games, in-depth analysis, and tailored content for your team all season long. Plus, with ESPN Radio on TuneIn, you can listen to comprehensive football coverage from NFL Live, fantasy-focused football, and more, all to fuel your football fandom. Download the TuneIn app today to start listening everywhere you go. So Hembo, who is back in our good graces here, despite his obviously terrible sense of humor, um, is it's a big day, and I see it from the um, Instagram that today's your wedding anniversary, second anniversary, and we talked about this last week, about the importance of getting a gift. For those of you who are not with us, I want to make it clear. Hembo's wife, Lizzie, told him that he did not have to get her a gift. And I explained to him what that means is she's saying you have to get her a gift. So you did get her a gift. I did get her a gift. And just now in this last conversation you and I were having off the air, I said, so what do you got cooked up for the anniversary? What were you saying? What are you doing tonight? We're going to go to one of our favorite Greek restaurants in the area. Restaurant. T- get, taking an Uber there so we can get a little bit loose. I'm going to do some drinking. A little 5 o'clock dinner reservation, which is as late as I will ever eat dinner, working on the hours that I do. You're an early riser. That's, that's exactly right. But then what did you say about the gift? I'm a tad bit nervous about the gift. I'm worried that the gift Hold is on. not going to hit. Hold on. We have discovered the first problem. Mm. Why are you worried about this? Who did you consult before you picked out this gift? I consulted her best friend. Oh, then you have nothing to worry about. What are you worried about? If her best friend told you this is what she wants, then it's going to be right. You're 100% sure. 100%. And if she is not, if, if by Blame chance, it on her. Is that really a road I want to go down? Yes. It is. 100%. Look, Hembo, you have so much to learn. Every married man in the room is yelling that, I'm, that you're, first of all, the fact that you ever, for one minute, suge- uh, took into account that she did not want you to get her a gift is laughable. It's adorable. Yeah, we got past that last week, And though. now you're mm-hmm. saying, oh, should I just take responsibility for all things and never pass the buck when something goes wrong in my marriage? Are you out of your mind? My hope here is that just my, my choice to get the gift after all that will in and of itself be enough. So even if it's not like the greatest thing in the world, that will suffice. Like no. that, it's the thought that counts, right? No, no, never. never. Not. The thought is not what counts. No, let me disabuse you of that notion immediately. It is definitively not the thought that counts. Mm. It is the gift that counts. <laughs> but here's the bottom line of it. If she loves it, you're golden. Great. If she's noticeably disappointed, you tell her, what's the name of the friend who picked it out? Mary Caitlin. You know, Mary Caitlin? Yeah, Mary Caitlin. That's a, they call uh, her MC. Okay. She got married this summer like all of her other friends. Is, is the Caitlin start with a C? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it makes sense. Okay. So you <laughs> say to her, I'm sorry, I first thought of Caitlin as being with a K, and I thought there was some other reason, like maybe she's a DJ on the side that I'm not aware of. Um, but anyway, so, if, so you, have two, you have no loss here. If she loves it, you're a winner. Okay, so you're saying If that- she obviously doesn't like it, you say, 
Oh, no, I'm so disappointed. MC was confident, no, was convinced you'd love it. Okay, so that's... So that was my concern, though, in consulting the friend group and not just bearing this responsibility. I don't want to create consternation or conflict here amongst them. Like, yeah, no, no, no. We're talking no, about no. a pretty small thing. No, no, no. A, gift on the anniversary, not a small thing. B, nothing in a marriage is a small thing. C, there is always conflict and consternation. If you can avoid being in the middle of it, if you can avoid taking the shrapnel of it, that's a win. So what does she do? Then she, Does she then text her friend to be like, thanks for the thought, but I didn't like this so much? Guess whose problem that isn't? Not mine. Correct. Mm. Correct. You just skate. You just rise above it. If it winds up creating a rift in their friendship, that's not your problem. A. B. It isn't going to. Okay. Because you know what's going to happen? What? MC is going to find a way to blame it on you. She is going to find a way to turn it around and say, well, I kind of told him that he should do this, but then he didn't do that, even if that is not the way you interpreted the conversation. But that's exactly what did happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> she chose the gift, but we had to negotiate a while to get there. So Because of the cost? Yeah. Okay, so that's fair. See, mm-hmm. no, one, no one should ever expect you to buy something that is not within your price range. But the corollary to that is that there should always be something in the price range the best friend can pick out yeah, that will work. I agree. So if you don't have that, you got a problem. So I think you're going to be fine. We'll I find out tonight, Kay. Absolutely fine. We'll, you'll find out tonight, and then tomorrow we will all find out what the gift was. Okay, I like that. See, that brings a smile to my face. No more dead animals. I'm very happy with the marriage advice. Okay. I'm much happier with that. Awesome. Meanwhile, and that's the wrong one. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light with Greeny. Sorry, I accidentally hit the wrong open there. I want to give the green light very quickly to Hembo because I had a good tease there that said the next three weeks will absolutely determine the next three years for the winningest franchise in American sports. What did I mean by that? Well, that team is the Yankees, Greeny, and the Yankees have 18 games left in the regular season this year that will determine their fate for the next three years. And here's what I mean. If I were a fan of this team right now, I'd be rooting for them like heck every single day knowing that the Yankees winning right now is probably not the best thing for this franchise long-term, and here's why. The Rays have lapped the Yankees as a player development machine. They are way better than them right now, and they're going to be way better than them in the future. The Blue Jays are now added to that list, Greeny, because not only do the Blue Jays have the best lineup in baseball, they also have the best, excuse me, they also have the the youngest lineup in baseball, Mm -hmm. the best and the youngest lineup in baseball. So what I'm saying is, if you're projecting things out for the Yankees indefinitely, at best, given their current state of circumstances, this is the third best team in the American League East, the New York Yankees. So, naturally, what the Yankees should be doing is creating a, a, a future for themselves in which that is not the case. However, if the Yankees do wind up skating into the playoffs and even winning that wild card game that Garrett Cole pitches, I'm fearful, or I would be fearful if I were a Yankees fan, that, that would sort of cover some of these obvious blemishes on my team. So, do this for me. If you are ranking the contenders in the American League right now, So we're going to be doing this show on October, actually it's November this year, right? The World Series goes into November. November, I'm making a day up here, third, I don't know what it is. And I'm telling you right now, an American League team is going to have won the World Series. Who would you bet right now that it will be? I would bet on the Tampa Bay Rays right now. That would be your number one choice. That would be my number one choice. They're four and a half games clear of anyone else in that league, by far the best team in the American League in the second half of the season. Who's next? Probably the Houston Astros. We've not talked about them hardly at all, but that lineup is absolutely loaded, and they have lots of playoff experience. Boy, that'll be popular. Um, (laughs) Who would be – at what point are we going to get to Chicago? Chicago would be third. 
Chicago will be third because they're a lot to win their division. But right now, the Blue Jays are better than all of those teams. The Blue Jays are going to be in the American League wildcard game. And right now, if that game was today, it would be Blue Jays and Yankees. And look, the Yankees had a 13-game win streak in the month of August. They demonstrated that they can get hot for an extended period of time. All you need is to do that exact thing in the playoffs. But at the moment, the Yankees aren't even in the top half of their own league. All right. We'll wait and see what happens. It's going to be interesting as we go down the stretch here. Three more weeks, then we'll get into the playoffs. And I, I, I really I, I feel comfortable saying that in a world where a lot of sports talk shows have sort of moved past baseball, we do baseball for you here, and we do it as well as anybody. Um, and we will certainly be covering it as they go down the stretch and into the postseason. All right. So I've done a lot of talking. Now I'd like to hear from you. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm looking for your hottest take coming out of week one of the NFL season. It's all behind us. Raiders in overtime last night finish up week one, and it was a spectacular week one in so many ways. I'm looking for your hot take coming out of week one of the NFL season, 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get to that right after this word from Select Quote. You know, before last year, some things were low on our to-do list. The life insurance can no longer be one of those, especially now. Your family is your number one priority. And if you're like me, with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. Life insurance provides peace of mind. It can do that for you. And you don't want just anyone for this. You want a pro. You need SelectQuote. SelectQuote's been around 35 years. Over 2 million families have trusted them. Here's what they do. They comparison shop highly rated insurance companies like Prudential, Banner Life, Mutual of Omaha, others that you've heard of, to impartially find you the company with the best rates. And their technology matches your individual needs with the best insurance company to find your best policy. You'd be surprised how affordable a policy can be. And quotes are free. So there's no reason to put this off another day. Get your free quote today by calling 800-881-6868. That's 800-881-6868. Or go to selectquote.com. That's selectquote.com. Your call's next on ESPN Radio. The NFL is on. Key. Jay, and now Max Kellerman. Here's a guy that you drafted in the first round that you think could potentially be the successor to Aaron Rodgers in the future, but could he at least be a damn backup? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17, coming to you for your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, your hot takes coming out of week one of the NFL after uh, it goes in the books last night with a really exciting win for the Raiders over the Ravens. But I have some breaking news. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeting three minutes ago, the New Orleans Saints have had a, quote, handful of offensive coaches, end quote, test positive for COVID calling into question their status for Sunday's game against Carolina. But as one Saints source said, quote, we'll be just fine. So, again, the Saints have had a handful of offensive coaches test positive for COVID. They played Carolina. I can tell you having just – well, I watched both their games this past week. Carolina's defense is good. They got after the quarterback against the Jets. Uh, That's a good defense, and that will make life tough and interesting for Jameis. They also have a really good rookie corner. They drafted J.C. Horn out of South Carolina – who had loved going into the draft. His father was the former receiver, Joe Horn. um, And he didn't have a lot to do uh, against the Jets on Sunday. He should be an interesting one to watch. So that's not a good week, I think, to have this. Carolina, I think, is a pretty sneaky good team. And so we'll see um, how this impacts the game. Let me ask you a question. Have we gotten to a point now where when we have these positive tests, my first reaction is always the impact on the game. Like, the human side of it, like, I, I don't feel worried about them. Sh- sh- is, that, is that the wrong way to look at it? Am, am I having the wrong immediate reaction to this? The only thing I thought of is how is this going to impact their chance of winning the game on Sunday? That's the same thing that I thought of, too, because over the last year and a half, we've sort of made this our new normal. And I'd like to think that the NFL, by and large, has done a really nice job of wrapping their arms around it. But this is still the world we live in, right? This is still... You know, the way that all of us are going about our daily lives, and it's no different for, for, for them, and they're in the public eye, and thus, you know, that's what matters to us as it relates to them is the games. Yeah. And so I had the same thought that you did. And they have to be vaccinated, which means that, that the chances, like, whatever. Let's just not even go there. The, 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 this is the latest news, news from Adam Schefter is that they've had a handful of offensive coaches test positive for the Saints. Quote, will be fine is the quote that he got coming out of there. We'll see where it goes. All right, in the meantime, let's get to the phones here and have a little fun. That's what we're all looking to do. I'm looking for your hot takes as it's time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who is our first caller? We're going to start with Mark. All right, Mark, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me a hot take off week one, Mark. Hey, Greeny. Uh, love the show. Love the hashtag crew. Hey, I've been a Rams fan for about four years now, and uh, my hot take is that there's a defensive player on the Rams who I think could win defensive player of the year that's not named Aaron Donald. And it is Jalen Ramsey? It is Jalen Ramsey. Man, yep. he looked good. When they spread him out all around the field, he was making open field tackles. They won't even throw the ball to who he's guarding and. He looks really good. And a second hot take, Matt Stafford for MVP. Well, that, that, I, I, I like them both. Um, I mean, Stafford had an unbelievable debut. They're going to be really good. Remember, that's a good defense they're going up against, and they're making huge plays. And he's got weapons 
all over the place. They'll find a way to run it. That's an elite offensive coach mm-hmm. they have. Stafford has never had this much of an opportunity to be on a good team with a good defense so we won't be forced to be flinging it all over the place all the time. I'm with you. And Jalen Ramsey, is, he's just an exceptional football player. There's no two ways about it. He's a genuinely great player. A lot of people don't like him because he talks the talk so much. But at least he walks the walk. He's that kind of good. That's a good first call. Uh, Bubba, who's next? By the way, I wonder what he was doing five years ago when he wasn't a Rams fan. Oh, he said he's been a Rams fan for the I missed that. Did yeah. he say I've been a Rams fan for five Rams years? Fan for, for four years, so. I guess maybe because they just LA. moved to L.A.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what it is? I wonder what team he was rooting for at that point. That's a good point. I didn't pick up on that, uh, Bubba. That's why Bubba is so incredibly perceptive, which is one of the many things I like about him. All right, who's next? Yeah, let's go to James. James, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. James, give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny, love the show. Yeah, I love everything you guys do there. Uh, my hot take is that the Cincinnati Bengals will win the AFC North. Ho, ho, ho. All right. I like it. Give me a sound effect. I don't agree with it at all, but I love the take. I love the heat of the take. And if I'm in Cincinnati right now, I'm feeling good because my quarterback is awesome and he's a great leader. And you know what we didn't get to on TV this morning, but I'll tell you. Marcus Spears, we, we wound up not getting this on because a bunch of other things got hot and we stayed with them. But Marcus Spears was going to give the take that if you gave him the option of any of the young quarterbacks in the NFL, which we defined as first and second year guys, if you could have any of those guys to start your team with, he would take Joe Burrow. Now, bear in mind, he's an LSU guy, but that was his take. It would be Burrow. So quickly, around the hashtag crew, who would be your guy? First and second year quarterbacks, who would you take? Justin Herbert. Uh, Baba, how about you? First and second year guys, who would you take? I'm going to go Herbert as well. Okay, it's wrong <laughs> and wrong. <laughs> Nuno, who would you take? I would have taken Herbert as well. Uh, who, who else is in there today? Is, is uh, Devin in there? No, it's Ryan. No, I'll step in. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, Herbert as well. Let's Actually, go with yeah. And I would take Herbert if you included the third-year guys. I mean, we can't get one right. The obvious answer is Zach Wilson, but the point is oh, gosh. that Joe Burrow does look that good, and, and we will uh, appreciate the heat of the take. So, do I think Cincinnati is building something? Yes. Do I think that they're going to win that division? Hell no. Uh, but that's I love the take. I love it. I love the heat of the take, and I love the enthusiasm of a fan base that has waited a long time to see something good. Greeny on ESPN Radio taking your hot takes on week one. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Tim. Tim, give me a hot take, my friend. Um, it is becoming evidently clear that Lamar Jackson is not a Super Bowl winning franchise quarterback. You cannot have a quarterback play the position of running back trying to run around. He cannot complete passes down the field when he wants to. I know they had injuries, but anybody that thinks he is a top talented quarterback that's going to lead them to a Super Bowl is out of their mind. They're crazier than Hembo thinking a dead draft story's funny. Okay. I appreciate you bringing it back to something from our program. The Lamar of it all is really fascinating because right now it is very difficult for me to find any way to criticize him because they're just asking him to be Superman. I mean, they're asking him to do absolutely everything. And the reason that I didn't put them in the playoffs in my preseason predictions was less about the injuries to the running backs than it was not having had any time to work with these receivers. They need to evolve that offense. And here's what I would say in response to Tim's point. We don't know what Lamar can do in, in when he gets the opportunity to be in a more traditional offense. They're going to evolve it to that eventually. Time will tell. But he doesn't have the chance to do it now because none of the guys they want to throw the ball to have been there. 
First he had COVID, then every one of them got hurt. So he hasn't had practice time with them and reps, and they're not even, most of them aren't even back yet. So I think it is too soon. The jury is out on that as far as whether he can do it eventually. What I will say I totally agree with is that they're not going to do it early this year, and it might get to be too late. They have Kansas City Sunday night. That's a loss. Just look back at the history of those two teams playing each other. Casey always beats them. So they're going to be 0-2. That division is really good. The AFC is really good. I said it before the season, and I'll stand by it. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I do not think the Ravens make the playoffs. Hot takes from you off week one. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Jake. Jake, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, my hot take would have to be that Jameis Winston, uh, with, without saying he didn't have a shot uh, the first four years, I think that this year with Sean Payton, he uh, ends up being a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. And I think with the defense that he has behind him in the front seven on the other side of the ball, I think that they can possibly make the playoffs. I'm not going to, you know, judge and say how far they go, you know, right now. But that's I, I got to I got to jump in here because, you know, Jake told me Saints sweep the division and make it to the NFC Come championship on, Jake. game. Yes. And then he softens up. Jake, up you got to go all in on this, buddy. Jake, heat up the take. No, no, you know, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. They do sweep the division. They go, you know, with the pressure that, that's kind of built up for Winston right now in New Orleans, I think they do sweep the division. Yes. They might split with uh, they might split with the Buccaneers, and it's going to be a close one. But I think they go and sweep. Uh, they go and sweep Carolina and definitely Atlanta. Now you're softening it. Jake, I need to – who are you being accountable to? <laughs> like, he wants to make sure he doesn't say anything unreasonable on the air. Who are you worried about? Just say it for crying out loud. You think they're going to be good and Jameis is going to be good. I actually happen to agree. I don't think they're going to sweep the division, but I don't mind you thinking it. They beat they beat Tampa twice last year and should have beat them three times. And Tampa didn't look unbeatable against the Cowboys to me. I think the Buccaneers are better. And obviously Brady is greater, than, you know, whatever that, the, you know, the, the little half a triangle or whatever that thing is, is greater than, like you would take Brady ahead of Winston. But I, I've been telling you, I think Winston's going to be really good. So keep the takes hot, Jake. I like you believing in your team. Stand up. We just had a guy tell us the Bengals are going to win the North for crying out loud. You can say anything on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Greeny on ESPN Radio. Who's next? All right, let's half a triangle our way over to Jerry. <laughs> That's gold, Jerry. Gold. Give me a hot take, Jerry. Go. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely in a hot take, man. The Dolphins go up and win in New England. Something that's almost impossible to do. Impossible to do. In my opinion, the Dolphins will go undefeated on the road this year and capture the AFC East Division crown. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Man. Oh, undefeated on the road. Let me quickly call up their schedule, shall we? Let's let's go over the Dolphins' schedule <laughs> and let's see where they're going to win. Bubba, let's do this. Here we go. So they, their their next road game is at Vegas, September 26th. That's a win. Then at Tampa. They go beat Brady in his house. I like it. Then at the Bills, of course, that's in the division. Then at the Jets, that's a loss. Then uh, at the Saints, tough spot. At the Titans, who are pretty good. Look, do I think oh that... God, that was a tough <laughs> road schedule. I like it, but here's my point. I, Jerry went with the take. I like the take. He's supporting that's his team. That's how you team. do it. You know what? No one thought they were going to win Sunday at New England. I'll say it for you, Jerry. I picked against them. I gave the points, and at this time on Friday, I gave the points with New England. I think it was three, three and a half, whatever it was. That was one of the two that I got wrong. I was three and two on the KOD picks this week, by the way. Um, 
and I am all I, I'm all in on the take. I'm all in on the enthusiasm for your team. Jerry, keep them coming. Uh, Bubba, give me one more. Yeah, let's go to Mark. All right, Mark, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. How are you? Here's one for the right. New York Giants. Take Daniel Jones in a first-round pick. Send him to Atlanta and get Ryan. Ryan's done there. He's being wasted down there. I think Atlanta would jump all over that. But what do you want with him? Like, like you want Matt Ryan to be your quarterback? Ryan in now. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I talked over you. Say it again. You want Matt Ryan to be your quarterback going forward? Go for right now. Bring Matt Ryan, and he's got how old is he? He's got at least five good years left in him. Mm. He's a good quarterback. He's a leader. Bring him in with this younger team that you got, and take because Daniel Jones is, to me is not the guy. He is not going to be the guy. I like it. I, I wouldn't trade a first-round pick right now if I'm the Giants. Um, first of all, do they even have a first-round pick? Who did, what did they trade for Justin Fields again, Nuno? They ha- they'll have two first-round picks. Oh, have right, the, right. I'm the sorry. Bears, what am I yes. talking about? The Bears gave them their first-round pick. I, I, I got that backwards in my head. Yes. No, I would not. Well, let me, let me be clear. Let me bring Nuno in on that. I would unquestionably not trade a first-round pick at this point if I'm the Giants for practically anyone. Um, and certainly not for a court. How old is Ryan? 36, 37, something like that. So, no, I like Matt Ryan, and I do think that under the right circumstances, maybe he does still have some winning left in him. Are you pulling the plug on Daniel Jones, which is to say, Nuno, have you given up? Is it over for you on Daniel Jones? It's it's borderline. It's it's I'm close. A couple more of these performances, and it's not even going to be his fault, right? You're going to run into the same, I think, situation as the Jets have with Sam Darnold, is that he will be in a – in a different offense, in a different environment, will actually be better. And that's kind of where I'm at with Daniel Jones at this point. Let's look at the – that's a Thursday night game against Washington, Taylor Heineke. Win or loss? Oh, that's a loss. Yeah. I think the be- – the unfortunately, uh, injury aside, I think the best thing for that Washington football team is Tyner, uh, Taylor Heineke starting for him. All right. Well, I don't know that I agree with that. But either way, then the Giants get the Falcons. I, I'm just trying to think at what point their season feels like it's going to potentially – slip helplessly away. Unfortunately, that could wind up being sooner than we think. All right, I told you again, my KOD picks were 3-2 and two this week, um, which is not bad. I the, the two games that I lost, I lost New England, and I gave the points on that one. And my other loss was, what did I lose? Yeah, the oh, Bears. the Bears, plus the 7.5. All the underdogs won this week. So my losses were Bears, plus the 7.5, and, and Patriots, minus 3. I won with the Saints, plus the points. I won with the Browns, plus the points. I won with the Steelers. Plus the points, so the KOD picks three and two after week one. Hembo, uh, you have the lines for week two? I do. All right, our first advanced look at them. Let's see if I can guess the lines. Give me a couple of interesting games. All right, the Giants at Washington. You just mentioned it Thursday night. Guess the line for Giants at Washington on uh, Thursday night football. With no Fitzpatrick. Uh, Washington minus four? Washington minus three and a half. Okay. Very well done. How about the Patriots at the Jets? Who's favored in that game and by how the much? The Patriots are going to be favored, um, but not a lot. The Patriots minus three? Patriots minus five and a half. Is that right? That's a large number. Oof. That is a lot of points. That feels like a lot of points. I guess Vegas watched the first half of the Jet game <laughs> and less of the second. <laughs> right, how about the Rams at the Colts? Who do you think is favored in that game and by how many? The Rams by two and a half. The Rams by four. So Vegas very much buying into. Yeah, we're giving some points today. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, how about the Bengals at the Bears? 
Bears minus everything has been higher than I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Bears minus four. Bears minus three. Okay. Bears minus three. So we have the we have the Bills at the Dolphins. It's another it's another one o'clock game. Bills at the Dolphins. Bills at the Dolphins. Vegas is not going to give up on Buffalo. Miami is pretty good. I, I'm going to guess that that the Bills are a very slim, a two-point favorite. Bills three and a half. Three and a half. That's a tie to me. And then lastly, I'll give you the Sunday night game. The Chiefs at the Ravens. What yeah. do you think the line is in that game? Chiefs are going to be the favorite. They always beat the Ravens. They always beat them somewhat handily. Uh, the Ravens just lost uh, to the Raiders. I'm going to say Kansas City minus five. Minus three and a half. The smaller number than and I thought. Small, okay, interesting stuff. It's been fun. It was really nice to be back today. Um, we'll talk more about that as the week continues. A lot of good stuff as we head into week two of the NFL season, down the stretch of the baseball season, and a whole lot more. Thanks for hanging out. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.